Sync and Desist, a multimedia network. Please enjoy. So 75, we did it. (laughs) 75% of 100. (laughs) Yeah, and we are back with our first guest, right? Yes, Santiago was our first guest. Yeah. I just spoiled it. (laughs) We got to start off. (laughs) Welcome back, Santiago. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Thanks for having me again. It's It's been over a year, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations, guys. You've been... You managed to keep this up for one year. Consistency is key, and like I know that you guys pour your heart and soul on this. So, congratulations! Like I can see already, you know it's going to start to pay off soon. Hope so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're a hard man to get a hold of, though, because you're a very busy man, yeah. and that's a good thing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, a year and a half is is, is too long. It's too long. So uh, yeah, we should definitely do this, uh, you know, sooner. But like, yeah, I apologize about that, man. You know. Yeah, and we've just period been trying to hang out, but whenever like you would have time, Brad would be like out of town, or and then I'm I'm just always available. <laughs> 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 yeah, but we finally made it work. Finally made it work. Friday had to be a Friday. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean it's not like we can go anywhere anyways. There's traffic in every direction. For, for better so or for worse, the guys are just, stuck with me now. Just bonding brothership and fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how have you been since? Um, can't complain. Uh, a lot of great things have been happening. Uh, business side has been good. Uh, the agency, the marketing agency they have, it's running smoothly. Uh, thankfully, now I have set up a system where, you know, I pretty much have to allocate from one to two hours a day. And then the business runs on, on its own. Uh, I've been working on multiple projects uh, as well on um, on the side. Um, been learning a lot. Been investing a lot into self-development and mentorship and all of that. And I can see that it's really paying off. And then also on the family side, perfectly, yeah. I think that I was still single the last time that I came here, right? Yes, you are a married man. I am taking ladies, sorry. Yeah. Uh, like you got married like... Right after we recorded the hip podcast, really? No, yeah, no, I, no, no, no. I, I think we recorded the podcast on uh, March, and then I got married on August. Okay. Yeah. Close. close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close. It can, uh, you can call it. Well, it was within the same year, so close. <laughs> in the big picture, it was close. Yeah, <laughs> in the big picture, it was close. But uh, we we were talking about um, earlier how. Uh, your wife is also from Bolivia too. Like y'all are both in the same yes, area, so yes, yes. that's well, a weird coincidence. It, it is because you know I've been living here for about six to seven years. Um, I don't have. I've uh, been with multiple different partners from different background. Uh, but um, yeah, it was kind of strange to find another Bolivian here, in, especially here in Atlanta, in Georgia. I think that we're the only two Bolivians here in the whole state, actually. But um, uh, hey, it, it was very nice, you know. Like we hit it off uh, from the start. 
uh, I guess there was uh, the kind of chemistry that since we both share the same background, uh, same culture, and I would say a mix between Bolivian and American, because she was raised here. And I was raised in Bolivia, but then I came all my adult life here. You know, like, uh, I see a strong connection, and then, yeah, man, like, I feel very lucky that I found her. When I first met her, it, it was after <laughs> um, the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, after I met her, like, we were talking, like, um, you and friend of the show, John, who was also a guest, um, the two of you were in another room, and me and her, like, we were setting up um, some equipment, and... Like we were just talking, because um, you and John are both geniuses. Like you guys wrote a script, <laughs> two full scripts. Like we're just in the other room, like setting up equipment, and like you guys are in there, like doing what geniuses do. <laughs> um, but um, I was talking to her about like you and like the story, like how we met and everything, and like how you were on the podcast and. Um, I didn't know she didn't know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got me into some trouble that day, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you were on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, everything, like, she was just, like, glowing. Like, like you, you can tell, like, she's super proud of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she, she, she makes sure that, you know, that I do, know, uh, you know, I'm aware of that. She, she makes it perfectly clear, like, uh, by all the actions she does and all of that. I really appreciate all everything she's done, but yeah, uh, sometimes I forget to. Uh, it's it's not that I don't want to tell her anything, you know, but it's just that um, I guess for good or for bad. Like my entire background history has been, I've been through a lot, so like if I don't tell her something, it's because I don't remember, <laughs> because like there's a whole entire life that I went like from. From when I was a kid to 14 years old, that's one life. From when I was 14 to when I was 18, that's another life. From 18 to 21, is another life. And I do say that because, like, uh, because of the circumstances that I went through, I do believe that I experienced a lot more than other people would have at, uh, until my age. I don't think we talked about, like, if, if you're comfortable talking about, like, you were in a pretty big band back home. Yeah, yeah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's one of the things that a lot of people who I work with—they don't know, you know. Like, I was pretty much touring uh, when I was 14, almost turning 15 years old, and so you know that's a whole life that I was mentioning. You know, like I had the opportunity to join the band, uh, my brother's band. Uh, obviously, I was better at guitar than him, so I was the lead guitar. I was the one doing the cool solos and all of that. But um, uh, you know. Uh, I got a hold of that band. We were doing some small shows here and there, and then we managed to book a, the, one of the biggest gigs that we ever had. It was to uh, the internet. It was called iMoot. It was uh, it, it was where all of the Boy Scouts of the world re reunite. And luckily, thankfully for us, it was in Bolivia. So pretty much, you know, you would see uh, Boy Scouts from uh, Italy, Germany, U.S., uh, Canada, all over the world, man. Europe, no, uh, South Africa. Uh, and uh, North America, all going to South America and Bolivia. So that was one of the biggest experience I had, and you know, one of the most wonderful experience because, um, uh, you know, South America, uh, in, um, English, uh, North, U.S. has a big, big uh, influence over South America. 
So what we were doing back then with our band is, you know, we had our own originals, but also we were playing some covers in multiple languages, not only Spanish. So, you know, we were covering My Chemical Romance back then. We were covering Fall Boy, uh, Papa Roach. Uh, you know, we were covering all of those bands. And then so we went on stage. Uh, we started with, uh, I believe it was with um, My Chemical Romance. The song was... Uh, I'm Not Okay? No, 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 no. It wasn't I'm Not Okay. It was... Um, Famous last words. Oh yeah. Famous last words. Uh, we started with that, and then we see we saw a lot of you know a great great uh, reaction from the from from the crowd. Then we switched back to Spanish, and then they reacted very well too because you know we're trying to keep uh, our entire uh, entire set uh, on a kind of like um emo kind of post hardcore kind of punkish latest vibe, and also the songs we uh, composed back then was also within the same um, kind of spectrum. So in that show, that was the, the show that actually got attention. Uh, you know, uh, there was uh, one of the producers of um, Sony Music, Latin America, Latin America, and they saw us and they were like, they saw how the public was reacting and all that, and they were like, oh my God, like, I like your, your vibe, guys. You know, like you guys do know how to work with the crowd. You know, uh, and the good thing about it is that we we were playing songs in English and in Spanish, so that's what they liked about that. And also, you know, um, we were kind of different. And the reason I'm saying is that we were different is because in Bolivia, like, um, you don't see a lot of you know hardcore metal bands, all of that. You see a lot of cumbia, you see Latin pop, uh, and all of that. You know, so we were kind of like sticking out from the rest, doing you know uh, what. Uh, was very popular in North America back then. So, you know, that's what attracted also the attention. So we were lucky enough to, and they, they were like, hey, um, you know, like we see that you guys are really cool. We should ha meet sometime, blah, blah, blah. Conversations led to something. Then then they pretty much offer us <laughs> a, a deal with the Sony Music Latin America. And then, uh, you know, that they offer pretty much deal over to us. But um, back then, you know, I was, uh, I was also um, waiting, and my, my mom was living here. So she was, you know, she asked for me um, so I can get a green card to come here to the US back then. So uh, weirdly enough, uh, you know, the opportunities that I got, both of them, both of them coincided in, in the same time. So for example, like I was offered this huge opportunity to pursue my, my, my love for music. And then also at the same time, you know, I got an answer from the US Embassy saying like, hey, uh, congratulations, you know, here's your green card. Uh, either you use it in six months or you don't. You know, like they were giving me a deadline of six months. So if I were to pursue my music, I wouldn't be able to come here to the U.S. Uh, or, or or like what happened actually, you know, I came here to the U.S. and I actually wasn't able to pursue the love of my music. And then one of the bad things, and I also feel about bad about that, is that, um, you know, like my brother and me, we were like kind of like, I wouldn't say the core of the band, but we were like, we provided a lot to the band. So when we both left the band, pretty much the band dismembered. You know, they couldn't find replacements for both of us. So there was no deal <laughs> at the end of the day. Mm. So I feel, I do feel bad about that because, you know, like, um, it, it was weird for me because, like, uh, I, I could be selfish and say, you know, I want to stay here in, in Bolivia and then I'm going to pursue my dream of music and all of that. But then again, my mom was working for my papers for like 15 years, you know? If I would turn that back on, you know, like what kind of son <laughs> am I gonna be? 
and also I was thinking you know, like if I take this and I go to the US like, I'm gonna be throwing away you know my uh, childhood friendship friends you know like we've been through so much you know like we've been through so many gigs uh, we play in these places you know the stories about bands music was your first love basically M music is, is my first love is it's it's my, <laughs> your first is love. my first love and uh, as you were talking about um, the first time we had you on really early on in the podcast um, that you you kind of have this plan you know uh, right now you're you're doing your own business and and uh, killing it you know in <laughs> different endeavors you know on the internet and, and everything and really make, making that moolah but um, but you had this plan I guess in your 30s and everything uh, yeah yeah so pretty much um, you know when I came here to the US I didn't have any kind of background education because I was with a band so uh, to tell you the truth, like I didn't even finish high school. So like, um, you know, coming here to the U.S., it was like, you know, trying to finish high school and then going back to college. But then I don't know, I, I guess I felt like a rebel kid and I was like, nah, college is not for me. You know, like I can learn all this by myself. So I pretty much got my way into graphic design. And then since then, you know, like I, I noticed that, you know, it was like wh whenever anyone who has a dream, they find in a stable job, you know, you slowly start losing dreams. You know, you, you, you start getting complacent and you slowly start getting into the routine of nine to five and then you just, you, you're just looking to live a, a comfortable life, you know, not to bash so much to the, ball, to the walls, you know. Uh, I was doing that, but then I was like, no, no, no. You know, like um, I had this dream when I, since I was a kid and I was all about to accomplish back in Bolivia and like I cannot lose that. So what I told to myself, it was like, okay, I'm going to do anything in my power in order to become financially financially stable until I'm like on my early 30s. That way, you know, I can retire pretty much still young and then focus on my music. So that's my whole plan. So like um, I am working so hard these days, um, pulling, you know, <laughs> outnighters, all of that working through the night, weekends, and all of that, because I have a goal in mind. Um, my goal is to go back to my first love, like you said, Brad, is music. So once I have, uh, you know, financial stability, and, you know, I don't have to worry about pretty much working again, you know, I can just mm -hmm. receive residuals of my businesses so I can stay afloat in life. Uh, once I have that in place, then, like, uh, next goal I'm going to tackle is going to be music. And I'm going to do everything in my power to pursue my dream. Yeah, and actually how, I don't know if we touched on it the first time you were on, but how we know each other is through music. Like, yeah. I, I met you at a band and, like, Brad and Santiago, like, the two of you have, like, um, a kind of weird connection that like you were like involved in the same thing but at different times and I met you when you were trying out for the band and um like you the lead vocalist of the band showed me you um because you sent like one or two um playthroughs of their song and I was like he just learned this <laughs> I actually told the lead vocalist, like, on the way to your tryout, like, uh, 
he's too good for you guys. Whoa, really? <laughs> and then no, actually no talked to him later after you had left the bands like, yeah, he he was too good for us. He would have been wasted in this band because that has a certain style and like your mu- I don't think like we like really hit it. Like you are like incredible at the guitars. You're super talented and like like you, you're the full package man. Oh, like, <laughs> thank you. You're super talented and like to see like how hard you're grinding to get to like your your goal like just today like you were working when I was waking up and you're like you're still awake you're still working from yesterday and you're like I'm, I'm gonna take a power nap I'll see you guys uh, <laughs> in a few hours later today it's like dedication for sure <laughs> yeah yeah you're always you. an inspiration since you go <laughs> hey I appreciate that and yeah like actually now that you mentioned like um that's one thing that kind of maybe stands out weird. You know, when, whenever you're trying for a, van, a band, you know, you just usually call and then you go and try it in person, right? But uh, I guess that's one of the things that I don't know why I have built in myself. Whenever, uh, I always try to go the extra mile, you know? So whenever I saw that there was an opening for this band, I was like, hey, I love the music, you know? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually learn their songs and record the video and then not only learn their songs, but also add my style to it. So that's what I did. Uh, when, when I when I heard the, the song, this beautiful song that Rahir created, like uh, honestly, until today, like that still my Spotify playlist. I listen to it every time. I it's I jam to that every day. Hey, I appreciate. No, that. no, like I'm, I'm serious. Like <laughs> I have <laughs> I have three songs of you in in my Spotify. Uh, almost sorry, my phone, and one of them is Spotify. But um, like the song, brother, bro, it was amazing. And, like, I love that song, and I just wanted to add my own feeling to it, you know? Like, uh, I, f- I felt, you know, I saw the opportunity to add some leads to it and then to create, like, a cool melodic solo that goes along with all the beautiful stuff that you wrote. And then, I actually, I was very proud of that. So I was like, I w- I'm going to send this, you know? Like, And I was like, these guys are so talented. Like, hopefully they'll see my video and they'll think that I'm almost good enough for them, you know? <laughs> and then when I got into... To meet all of, you, uh, all of the guys who were in the band back then, uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, more so because you know it was my first time playing with an American band. Because <laughs> for real, <laughs> yeah, an American band. You know, like I, I was playing in the band in Bolivia, but you know, South Americans uh, you have a different kind of style. But here in the U.S., you know, guys have different style. So it was uh, it was definitely a very very rich experience, man. Yeah, and like even. Like, I remember, like, just looking at you while, during, because there were two tryouts, and the first and second one, I I just remember, like, looking at you, like, because there's one song that Brad wrote, and he, like, as soon as he wrote it, he brought it to um, him and the vocalist came to my house and, like, played it. I was like, that's already my favorite song. It's not even a song yet. But, like, the... Is cap capsize oh, like how hard yes. it is? Yes. Oh, like bro, you and cool. the other guy that was trying out were like trying to figure it out, and then like, I just remember like there was one playthrough of brother and capsize. It's like a reimagining, but it it's not what Brad did, but it's it's also just as great, and like it was huge. It's like 
I guess the moral of the story is we have two super talented people at this table, <laughs> and I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't, I can't direct anything like you can, so don't downplay yourself. Brad just put a dope video today. <laughs> 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 I, I definitely respect, like, how you, you can just find something. We talked about, like, how you were, like, you, before we started recording, like, when you got here, we were, like, you were talking about how, like, you're self-made, you're kind of self-made, like, uh, <laughs> 100%, because, like, even how you got into the field that you're in, just as far as, um, marketing, like, you faked it until you made it, and now you yeah. you have so many, you're spinning so many plates at the same time, and this all, like, of your, your, yours and your partner's, um, thoughts that are now, like, businesses and like that's just one aspect but like even with music and just so many things like you're uh, just multifaceted you're a swiss army man <laughs> and like you want to do something and you set your mind to it and you figure it out like right away like capsize like you kind of knew it but then you guys listen to the song like Okay, play it back. Okay, one more time. And then you're like, you had it. That is actually true. I actually finished learning capsize during the actual live mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, rehearsal. Yeah. And I was just a fly on the wall. I was <clears throat> literally like, why am I here? I'm not contributing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just have just a random one single drumstick in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> You were very talented with that drumstick, though. <laughs> I was off deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely commendable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but hey, yeah, like, um, again, you know, like, beautiful music created. Props to you, uh, Brad, like, amazing lyrics, man. Like, and hopefully, once I'm dedicated to music, go back on it, like, I would love to collaborate with you and, and any single bro anytime let's do it <laughs> let's do it man. actually um one one of brad's shows uh last year i was just watching this like a few months ago like it was you brad shane oh yeah shane goss from um fair shake and johnny hendrix from exactly. mob tones and the th all of you were just like jamming out like uh, into an acoustic not even set you guys are just show is over you guys are just jamming out honestly yeah uh, i kind of remember that because i was wasted that day <laughs> so what happened is you know like uh, i was with my friend danny and then we were like you know like i think i don't know what we're doing the thing is that i saw coming uh johnny from uh the back stage and uh, he was carrying his guitar and i was like oh dude that's a beautiful guitar do you mind if i hold it and I was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, man. And then I started playing. And I was like, hey, do you want to jam together? I was like, sure. And, then, and yeah, then that I was my guitar, actually. Oh, your his... guitar? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was <laughs> your guitar. Yeah, I let him have it for the show because his uh, something happened to his or whatever. Oh, so. oh. so, yeah. And, and, and then I saw Rad, and then I saw Shane. I was like, hey, guys, come here. You know? And then we started jamming. And then it was like. It wasn't a show at all. It really wasn't a concert. It was literally just a bunch of people getting together and kind of sharing their heart, you know? Like, oh, that's what was so cool about it. There was a bar, 
Yeah. And it was like it was like a campfire, but in a in a room, you know. It was amazing, man. <laughs> it's a small town because like Johnny, like the two of you have that connection, and then Johnny and Brad have a connection because he left the band now, and he re- he didn't just say like. It would be cool if, like, Brad tried out for you guys. He was like, I want Brad. Like, he co-signed for you, and now you are the lead vocalist of Cascadent. What an amazing point. Like, you know, how weird everything is connected. You know, I met you, uh, Rob, through um, the tryout for the Keepsake. Then uh, after that, uh, you know, you told me about Brad, and I was like, dude, I want to meet. He's the guy who wrote this song. He's the, he's the guy That's who wrote right. Brother. Actually, yeah, because like that's why I wanted to meet you. Because I was like, dude, like he wrote this. Yeah, he he wrote this. Yeah, <laughs> I want to meet him. You know, like we we gotta make you please you, you introduce me to him. I can probably find it in like Facebook messaging. Like and you were then, like so hyped. To, like I want to yeah. meet Brad so bad. Yeah, and like, then, I want to see him live. And like, I was I was chasing Robert like every every week. You know, hey dude, so what's up? You know, are we gonna make this happen? No. What? Hey, what's up, bro? I want to meet this guy. He's talented. And then you actually, you, you told me, right, that uh, Brad is going to be playing, oh, Brad yeah, is going to be Red at Light East. Cafe. Uh, yeah, at Red Light Cafe, mm-hmm. Brad's going to be there. And then you kind of didn't want to go, couldn't work. Uh, yeah, to work, I think. Yeah. I and I was like, you know what, like, screw that. I'm going to go introduce myself to Brad. <laughs> so I, I went there alone. both of you at the same time. Yeah. Like, he's there. Like, Brad's there. <laughs> Santiago's there, me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I went there, and, you know, I was... And that's actually also I first uh, saw Shane because of that. It, the uh, the first shake they were playing, right, that night? So you see how it's everything weird, man? Like, I, I met Rob through the tryout, then because of that, I met you, and then because of that, I met Shane, and then because... Yeah, it's a community, and that's uh, that's what we were talking about with, um, with Joe uh, a few episodes ago. Is that he He's kind of like the... Um, Maybe not the mastermind of of the scene. What would they call him? Like the Godfather. 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 Yeah, uh, he he's cultivated a lot of a lot of this scene because he's the local booker at um or he, yeah talent buyer as he calls himself uh for for the Atlanta venue the Masquerade you know so he's he understands that this community is is it's it's small but it's also growing and it's very supportive. You know, and that's the important thing is that, like, I mean, people are going to want into this thing. You know, it's kind of like a party that, like, they're in, that anybody's welcome to show up. And it's like, I want to go because I don't want to miss out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so powerful, man. And like, <clears throat> honestly, back in that, back in those days, uh, I was, you know, working on my business. But then also, you know, because of how closer I got to music here in the States with you guys, you know, first uh, trying out over the keepsake, then um, going to see uh, the first shake at Red Light, and then going to your acoustic concerts. I was like, I was like, dude, like, f it, you know, I'm gonna drop everything and I'm gonna dedicate myself to music. But it, it's so, it's so, it was so, it was so much temptation, you know. But um, one thing, if I'm gonna recommend anyone to do is, that, you know, like once you set your goals, like. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you, you do everything you can, you know, in order to meet those goals. Because otherwise, you're just gonna be lying to yourself, and you cannot be chasing two rabbits. Because at the end, you're gonna end up with none. So, you know, back then, back then, I was saying, like, you know, I can still do the business and also do music at the same time. No, no, no. Either you do one thing right, or you don't do anything. So that's why I was, I was like, okay, 
you know what? I have my goal. My goal is to, you know, uh, be have financial stability by this time, and then after then, then I'm gonna focus focus 100% on music. You know, it was so much temptation for me to say, oh, you know, like, yo, introduce me to this person. All right, let's build a uh, band. Let's do this, this and that. But uh, I had to kind of step back and say, like, okay, you know, I know what's my goal, and I'm gonna make it happen. It was hard. It was a hard decision, but it was so much temptation back then. Yeah, like life is is the long game. It's it's the long con. Like I was just thinking, like just the other day, how when I was a kid and I was making music, I I was in middle school. I wanted to be famous already, and then like high school, I got into acting. Like I want to be have an Oscar already, <laughs> and like I. I started focusing on filmmaking. I, I want to have a feature film in theaters already, but like it, all that stuff takes time. And like, we're all right. Like we're all in order. Like I'm the youngest, you're in the middle and Brad's the oldest, but we're all like, we're all young ages. and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like 90, 91 and 92. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But like, we're getting older as we're like we're creeping up on 30 but like we're still young and like i i thought to myself like i don't have to make a feature film even though i'm, I'm gonna pitch something to brad <laughs> when we finish recording this but i don't have to make a feature film right now that's in theaters right now like a, like what john singleton did was like revolutionary like he was in his early 20s when he made boys in the hood and he was the youngest person especially black director to have a film not nominated for an oscar but i don't have to have that um that doesn't have to be my story that's his story to motivate me for my story and i have time like i can make a feature film when i'm 31 it doesn't have to be 27 you know yeah and like you have to work on it. You have to grind it out. And you have to get there, and you have to have that dedication and determination that you have. <laughs> that I'm trying to get from you. I guess it's because uh, we are so impatient. You know, like we 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 want everything right now, but we're not willing to put the work for it. You know, we don't want to. Like that's why I said, you know, like congratulations to you guys because you guys are doing this for over a year. That's dedication right there. You know, you know, you know my yeah my my girlfriend's brother is going through this right now is that he's in his mid-30s and he's basically it sounds like he's giving up he he's tired of 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 putting in all this work feeling like it's not you know not working out you know and so he he doesn't want to put in the work anymore and like i i i feel that i relate to that but anything good in this world like it doesn't come easy it doesn't come for free you got to fight for that you know yeah nothing that is worth is uh, it's gonna be easy yeah yeah like uh one thing i've heard from uh someone that has definitely influenced and inspired me levi lusco he uh, always says um and maybe i'm probably gonna say it wrong but now feels better later lasts longer like you have to build it my my dad says something like he he refers to like music. He's talking about like how 
like the trends, like it's microwavable. Like you're not getting any nutrients or sustenance from something that you put in a microwave. You get um you get full and you you um it lasts longer what you put in you when you cook it and you prepare it and you put it in the oven and you actually cook something rather than putting the microwave for it right now. Like you have to build it and it will hold up if you build a stronger foundation and you build on that foundation. That's exactly uh, you, He got it right. He nailed it. Because uh, you cannot build an empire if you don't have the foundation right first. If you're trying to take hacks and then shortcuts and all of that, you could get somewhere, but then everything's going to fall down if you don't have the proper foundation. So he was totally right. Some of that was me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't yeah. sound entirely like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But I think that does it for this week's episode. 75, Santiago, where can the people find you? Because they need to find you they on need the to social find medias. Oh, they need to find me on social media. All right. Or you uh, can give them an address if you want. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't my address. Don't go better than neighbor. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to start being more active on Instagram because uh, uh, one of the things I was sharing with you guys is like, um, you know, I've gained so much knowledge this past uh, year that I want to start sharing that knowledge uh, to everyone, especially to the music and, and musicians here and artists. So, uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, I am Santiago Rojas. I'm going to try to change that because that's super long. I know that. But uh, these gentlemen, I think, are going to be kind enough to give me a shout out when they drop this next episode. So you can just click on that link. <laughs> so you can just click on that link and then follow me. Uh, and yeah, thank you very much again for your time, guys. Really appreciate it and really, you know, really appreciate and value the time that we spent together. I always love hanging out with, with my seed, Santiago, <laughs> <laughs> and Bradley Pallone. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for stopping by and hanging out with us. And thank you all for stopping by and listening. And we will catch you next week on my birthday, by the way, the 25th. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.